best thing about the Beyond Journey is that we are making space to serve more people. Real people with real challenges, reaching people with the love of Jesus through action. Whether we've been in a school cafeteria, a renovated grocery store, or at our campuses in Haslett, McKinney, or Keller, the goal has always been the same, taking steps together to expand our ability to help people. When our city reached out to us for help, you stepped up and cleared every code violation in the area and committed to clear all of them in the future too. Tim was one of those you served. He was so impacted by the experience that he came to church the next week and started to get involved, gave his heart to Jesus in Discovery 101, and was baptized during one of our weekend services. This past Easter and Thanksgiving, many were experiencing job loss and economic uncertainty, but you made sure that anyone who had need had a good meal to enjoy with their family. Then, when disaster hit your own backyard during the winter storm, you responded in a way that only the local church can. When water to the area was shut down and unsafe to drink, you mobilized with 4x4 and all-wheel drive vehicles, delivering clean drinking water to anyone who needed it. Volunteers like Tony and Tierra delivered truckloads of firewood to those without power and heat. Ever since we started attending Milestone, we've been more intentional with everything that we do in every aspect of our lives, and it's it's been a it's been a it's been a game changer. We were you know watching TV, watching a movie, and Tierra you know stated, "Hey, this isn't right. You know we're watching a movie, and there's people without power. What can we do to help?" So we decided we were going to search for firewood. God blesses you so that you can be generous with others. Seeing God work like that, like it was, it was beautiful. It was an awesome feeling. Yeah, it really was to like want to purchase the wood, to be like, I have this, I wanna give this. And God's like, no, I have a whole nother plan for y'all. You then quickly packed out the Keller campus for a drive-through where you gave away thousands of cases of water bottles and five gallon jugs of fresh drinking water. Your impact didn't stop there. At our McKinney campus, you also hosted a water drive-through to help hundreds in need. Our Haslett campus teamed up with Northwest ISD to deliver water and meals to every family in need they had. Your impact was regional, impacting over 25,000 people. When disasters outside of our region struck, you sent volunteer teams to serve those regions like cleaning out homes that were damaged by the floodwaters of Hurricane Ida. You also gave significant financial resources to local churches in the area that are serving people with meals, water, and emergency supplies, like Church of the King in Louisiana. I want to personally thank Pastor Jeff Little, Brandy, the whole team, and all of you at Milestone Church for your amazing generosity, standing with us during this incredibly difficult time. It's not just the big moments, but every month you are making a big impact in the lives of people through caring for our senior citizens, mowing yards of widows and single moms, serving refugees in Fort Worth, resourcing our teachers, serving first responders, and every day looking for ways to love your neighbors. One of our favorite service outreaches of the year is our fairy tale ball. This is our favorite event every year that it means so much to us. Milestone is so willing to put this on for families such as ours that walk these journeys with debilitating diseases and terminal illnesses and cancers and stuff. We could never express how much this means to families like ours. Over 4,000 of you served at our annual Serve Day events over the past 18 months, where you took care of regional cleanup, code violations, and homeless haircuts and outreaches. You took care of local parks, stocked food pantries, and the list goes on. You fixed houses of the elderly and those who couldn't do it on their own. I've got a corner lot that just is so hard to maintain on my own. It is overwhelming and um, they're gonna come out and mow and help pull weeds and plant grass for me in places that it will not grow and trim the trees so that the grass will continue to grow. At first you feel like you don't have it all together and you can't do it yourself and it's hard. 
because you don't plan. Nobody gets married planning to be divorced, right? So it's not the way it's supposed to go. And so you are prideful and you get divorced. You're like, I can handle this and I do not need help from others. And it's just kind of this thing that you're like, if I can just do it myself and figure it out. One day, just something kind of clicked in me that was like, you know, it's okay to ask for help. These people aren't gonna judge. You don't have to be perfect and you don't have to be able to do all of it on your own. I feel fortunate to have found this place and this home. Each year, you've taken care of single moms and widows, both by serving them and by generously giving towards taking care of them. When I received the gift, I felt overwhelmed and I didn't really expect this feeling to come over me. But then as I saw other women standing, it made me feel like I had a, a place and a home here, that I wasn't alone, but I just felt this indescribable amount of love. Every time God expands our space to take care of people inside the walls of our campus, it increases our impact so we can love more people outside of these walls. Thank you, Milestone Church, for your continued generosity and love for people as we take steps together to reach people and build lives. Well, good morning. I just want to say, first off, how thankful I am for you. And you may be here for the very first time, and as Alex said, we know each week it's someone's first time. My name is Chris, I'm the campus pastor here at, at Milestone McKinney, and, and this morning is a very special morning, because this morning is Vision Sunday. And so we're looking and seeing, as I said, this may be your first time, you're thinking, I just came to a campus, or I just came to Milestone McKinney, I didn't realize I'm a part of something bigger. And you are, you're a part of making a difference all across DFW. And so moments like this are so significant because moments like this are important in the life of a church. They're important in the life of a campus. And it's moments like this that I think we take a moment to stop and look back at God's faithfulness. And it also helps us give clarity to the vision of where he's taking us ahead. And, and again, it's you. I, I'm so thankful for you. And you may say, well, isn't it God? Isn't it all about God? Yeah, it is all about God. But God's word says it is Christ in you that is the hope of glory. So when a group of people who are willing to step out in faith partner with a God who wants to give exceedingly, abundantly more than we could ever ask, think, or imagine, that's what happens. And you're a part of that. You're a part of that. I, I want to take you on a journey today. I want to take you on a journey and I, I want to tell you a little bit of the story of Milestone Church. I want to actually kind of help you see and understand and recognize where this all began. And, and this morning is going to be a unique morning. I, I'm going to share from the words of 2 Corinthians from Paul who talks about what begins to happen when we begin to recognize what God is wanting to do and what he's speaking to us. We're going to have an opportunity. We're going to hear from our lead pastor, Pastor Jeff. Uh, we are going to celebrate with people who are getting baptized today, actually, at our Keller campus. And we're going to hear stories of life change. So it's going to look and feel just a little different than it, it normally would. But in doing so, I want to take you on a journey to help you see the part you play within it. You see, when you take a journey and when you, when you come and become a part of something, what begins to happen is we all tend to look and go, okay, Pastor Chris, you're going you're gonna to tell us and talk to us about what God has been doing over the last 19 years. But can I just be real honest? I don't care about the last 19 years. I need help today. Like, I need help in my marriage today. I need help with my kids today. Lord, if you knew the, get, the wife you gave me, Lord, he does. Lord, if you knew the husband, you got, he does, he knows. If you knew the children, you, he does. You're going, I need help today. But in order to walk in what God has for us today and in order to walk in what he has for us in the future, at times when we stop and we see the faithfulness of how he's been so faithful in the past, it gives us hope for what's ahead in the future. So I want to take you on that journey. And, and we all come to the journey at, at different times. We all come and, and we become a part of this journey at, at different moments. And, and to be honest, even for me, I, I became, Wendy and I, we moved back to Texas uh, almost six years ago now. And, and we became a part of the Milestone family five years ago. So even for Wendy and I, seeing what does it look like to be a part of what God has been doing now at this point over the last 19 years, 
it's significant and it's important because we all get to play a part in what he's doing. So you may be here and today's your first day. Welcome. So glad you're here. If I hadn't had a chance to meet you, I look forward to meeting you after service. For some of you, you've been around a long time. Maybe you were a part, I think, of Tommy and Katie who, who've been a part from the beginning when we started this, this campus. And, and I think of families that were actually here, a part of a church that met here called Community Life Church before it became a milestone campus. I think of them and the significant impact that they have made and the, the, the groundwork and the, and the foundation that they laid. That, and they're still here today serving and actively a part. When you look back at how God has been working I want to start all the way back in 2002. Pastor Jeff moved here, our lead pastor. He moved to the Keller area uh, 19 years ago with 32 people and had a vision and a hope to impact his community, the community, the region, and the area of Keller. But it didn't just end there. He saw where God had put in his heart to impact the entire area of DFW. And so when they started, they actually started meeting in a cafetorium. Anyone know what a cafetorium is? It's like cafeteria slash auditorium, okay? Smells like tater tots and, you know, uh, you know makeup, you know, because they're doing plays in there, you know, whatever. And, and they're in Indian Springs Middle School. And if you've been around Pastor Jeff, he'll tell the story about it. He talks about how, you know, right now we've got coffee out in the commons. You know, you'll kind of sneak out. I see you, okay? It's kind of hard not to notice you. You go get more coffee, you get a refill, you're like, Pastor Chris, you're kind of like a little slow, I'm tired, I need a little caffeine, pick me up. Well, back in the day, when they were in Indian Springs Middle School, they had Coke machines in the room. So people would just be like, excuse me, Pastor, I need a Dr. Pepper. Just clank, 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 right in the middle of him preaching. He'll tell stories that he tells a story one time. The AC went out in the middle school. They left the door open because they're trying to get a little draft in there. Well, a dog saw an open door, thought it would be a great idea. A dog comes walking in to the cafeteria right while he's preaching. A little collar, ding, 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 you know. It's like, I mean, you're thinking, and you look, and you see God. I mean, I, I and Pastor Jeff tells the story. He's like, God, okay. Can you do something? We want to do something significant, but we got Coke machines going off and dogs walking in. God, are you going to do it? And he did. They took a step of faith, and across the street there was a building they leased on Willis Lane. And, and that small group of people, 32, began to grow and grow. And people, their lives were being impacted. People were giving their life to Jesus. They were getting saved. And so they moved across the street to Willis Lane. And there they had service, and, and, and they met there for a few years. But then they knew God was calling them to something greater. And they took a step of faith, and I actually heard this for the first time this past week when we were dialing into this message that we're having and sharing across all of our campuses, is that, that Pastor Jeff and the leadership team, they said, you know what, we, we found a building on 801 Keller Parkway, but that building, in order to get this building, it's going to require two times what our annual budget is. And they had strategically planned, they had stepped out in faith, they had money set aside. People were telling them, you're crazy, there's no way that's going to happen. They stepped out in faith and they purchased an old grocery store and renovated it. And this was 801 Keller Parkway and this is where they met for years. This is when Wendy and I became a part of this team. We were at this building in 801 Keller Parkway. And yet in that moment, knowing, God, you're still doing something, you've called us to something greater. You've called us to more. And it was during that time while in 80, at 801 in 2013, that's when this church, this, this building became a campus of Milestone. And, and Milestone McKinney was birthed in 2013. So you have 801 Keller Parkway. You have McKinney meeting here. God's now working and moving not just in the Keller area. Now he's impacting North Dallas. Well... They begin to step out. Pastor Jeff and the team, we know God has more. We're believing for 50 acres in Keller. Everyone said, there's not 50 acres in Keller. There is no way you're not going to find 50 acres in Keller. But just saying, God, we believe, we believe. And they found 54 acres in Keller. And it was there then we began to build a permanent home there at 201 Mount Gilead. And it was when they built that, the whole premise of that is we're, we're building a home base and we're building a launching pad and a sending center to raise up leaders to continue to impact the area and the region that God has entrusted to us and that he sent us to. There are people moving from all over the nation, most of them from California though, right here to DFW. 
I, I kid you not, there is not a week that goes by that I don't meet a minimum of three families or three individuals that have moved from California. I was in a coffee shop this past uh, week, and, and some of the ladies were doing a Bible study there, and they walked in, I said, hey, hey, and I was talking to, to a couple, and they're like, you know everyone here, it just so happened to be the three ladies that walked in, and so they think, wow, you know, what's going on? They just moved from California not long ago. So people are coming, and we're, what are we doing? We're making room. We're, we're preparing a place to continue to reach people and build lives. And so it was from here that as God was working and moving at 201, there was a group of people that were coming from the Hazlitt area. And God started working and moving. And if you've been here over the last few months, you've heard us talk about our Hazlitt campus. And so this past year, we launched our Hazlitt campus. When we launched Hazlitt, there were 900 people in attendance at the Hazlitt launch. People's lives being impacted. People ready to experience. And so now, what's happening? It's continuing to expand to the point where we said we need to find a place for a permanent home because guess what? They're meeting in a middle school. We don't want dogs walking in and, and people getting cokes in the middle of service. And so we purchased 10 acres in the Hazlitt area, and we'll eventually build a building there on that acreage. Now, you may be hearing this and go, well, what about McKinney? Well, you've heard me say this before. As much as you love this building, and it may be your favorite building, it's the building you love the most. We won't be here forever. Not because, okay, we know how some of you feel about the building. But why? Not because we don't love the building, but because we're going to make more room. We're going to make more room because the same way that we would make more room is the same way. You remember when you got married? You lived in that, that 600 square foot, one bedroom, one bath apartment. You quickly realize if, if we're going to have room for our three other kids and, and, and the goats and the, the miniature ponies and all the other animals that, that Wendy feels that we need to have, the key word is need there, then, then guess what we're going to do? We're going to need to make more room. Why? What, what is the point? Saying, all right, what, what? I mean, Pastor Chris, that's great, awesome. Am I here for a history lesson? I mean, how does Keller and Hazlitt, uh, even what you're talking about here, McKinney, how does that relate to me? You see, when it comes down to it, it's understanding and recognizing from the beginning it's never been about buildings. It's never been about campaigns. It's never been about uh, resources. It's never been about campuses. It's been about reaching people and building lives. It's been about reaching people and building lives. That's what God has called us to do. And God placed that in Pastor Jeff's heart 19 years ago. And he didn't get it from a marketing firm. It's not a great little slogan to have. It comes straight from God's word, centered around the Great Commission to say, God, you have sent us to an area and a region to reach the lost, to see people saved, their lives transformed, generations impacted, but then to equip the saints to see them walk in the fullness of who God's called them to be. So what does that mean, reaching people, building lives? Well, well reaching people is real simple. You'll hear us talk about it often. It's basically salvations and baptisms. That's it. We want to see people give their life to Jesus and then take the next step of making a public profession of that and being baptized. Our next baptism is December 5th. And we're going to celebrate. Today we're celebrating with our Keller and Hazlitt campus as people across both campuses are being baptized this morning. On December 5th, we'll be celebrating here as people in the McKinney campus are being baptized well, what's, what's building lives? Well, building lives is people taking next steps, growing in their relationship with God, becoming equipped, developing biblical foundations. What we do in order to execute and accomplish that is something we call growth track. What is growth track? It's 101, 201, 301. It's our next steps classes. You'll hear us talk about it all the time. Just simply take your next step. In fact, our next 101 and 201 is next week. And we encourage you, take your next step if you haven't. But why is that significant? I'm reminded of a story this past week. There's an individual, she, she was a part of uh, 301, our 301 class that we just wrapped up. She was serving here this morning and in our class, seven-week small group meet right here at the church. We were wrapping up week seven and, and we were talking about development. We were talking about taking next steps, continuing to grow and what that looks like. And she said, honestly, for the last year, I've been praying, God, I want to grow I want to get connected. I want to take steps. I want to be developed. And she's like, God just begin to, begun to do that. And it's like, here I am in the middle of this, seeing how God is working and how he's moving. And, and she said, 
I really didn't know what 101 or 201 was. I really didn't know what 301 was. I just heard you kept saying, take your next step, take your next step. So I just took my next step. And she said this in that class. She said, thank you for making it easy to take a next step. You see, something happens when you take next steps. Now you say, Pastor Chris, that, that sounds great. I mean, that's a good theory. Like your process, you know, I kind of, I like a little order. I mean, I kind of like you, you know. The question is, can I follow you? Sounds like a pretty good process. I think I could, I could follow what y'all are doing and, and Pastor Jeff and Milestone as a whole. Does it actually work, though? Like, does it, does it, yeah, it's not just theory. It, it's not just an aspirational goal. It's actual. In fact, I want to show you what happens when people begin to take next steps. Let me show you just what's happened over the last 18 months in Milestone across all our campuses. Since March of 2020, there have been 750 people that have been baptized. 750 people that have said, I'm making a public declaration to say, you are my Lord and Savior Jesus. That is significant. Now, I want you to wrap your brain around this, though. Because for you, that's just a number on the screen. Until that number has a name, and that name is your family member. That name is your neighbor. It's your best friend you've been praying for. It's your coworker that talks to you about the pain that they're going through in the middle of their divorce and the things that they're worried about for their children. You see, when that 750 has a name, and that name means something to you, all of a sudden, you get really excited about a target that is not just aspirational and we talk about it, it's actual. It's actual. We say we're going to hit the target. We're going to move towards that goal. That is significant. And then over the last few years, or really actually over the last year or so, you look at the amount of people that have taken their next steps in growth track. There have been 2,000 people, 2,000 people that have taken their next step and that will go through growth track by the end of this year. 2,000 people. That's a lot. And over the last 18 months, 4,000 people that have been a part of Serve Day across all our campuses. Now, again, when you see these numbers, they're just numbers to you. And for you, you do what many of us would do. You, you don't realize and recognize. You just see the room you're in. And so it's hard to contextualize that. But it's so important. Why am I painting this picture for you? Because I want you to see what we are a part of. It's like when your teenager comes home, right? And if you don't have a teenager, you once were a teenager, and you probably did this, just ask your parents. They come home, and they may be real polite. Hi, Mom. Hi, Dad. How's it going? And what do they do? They go to their room. And all they think about and they care about is their room. You're like, oh, hold on. Come out here. There, there's something bigger you're a part of. Come, come hang out in the living room. Come eat dinner with the family. You see, what happens is we come in here, and we can fail to realize what God is doing all across DFW through you, Milestone Church. That is why looking at that and seeing and recognize those is so important. Now, I understand you may go, well, Pastor Chris, I mean, this is great. We're seeing numbers. You can show pie charts and graphs. What are we doing? It's just like, this is awesome. Is this like a state of the church address, you know, a year-end report? What's going on? No, no, no. This isn't about creating a good business model and showing numbers to accurately show our projections and where we're going for the year end and where we're going in 2022. Because again, what we've learned through the significance of this is just a few simple things that really help guide us and direct us. You see, what we've learned about when God's called us, who he's called us to be and what he's called us to do is this, is that we recognize and see if our vision and values come from the Bible, we can stand through any challenge. Has there been a, a, a couple of challenges that we as a nation, we as a state, you as an individual have experienced over the last few years? Yeah. But when it's based on God's word, and saying, this is what we're called to do. Reach the lost and help those who come to know Jesus take their next step. We can withstand any... It's going to stand the test of time. Here's another thing you begin to recognize. You begin to learn, and we've learned this, that there's always a group of people who sacrifice so another group could be reached. You're here today because someone went before you. I think of Mike and Barbara Rail. I think of Adrian and Tracy. I think of... 
Katie and Tommy, and there, there's so many others, you know, that, that, and I know I'm sure I missed a few that have been here from the very beginning, but can I tell you, I'm here today because they went before me. They made a sacrifice. It's like an old man once said, if you see a turtle on a fence post, it didn't get there by itself. We didn't get here by ourselves. You don't get to where you're at. Your kids, the generations come behind you, they don't get to where they're at. By themselves, there's always a group of people that goes before you that paves the way. Here's another thing I've learned, and, and, and we've learned. I've learned about being a part of this spiritual family, and that we've learned as a church is every time we make space to take care of more people, we reach more people, and more lives are impacted. More lives impacted. More people, families being impacted and changed and transformed. This is what I love the most. Here's the, here's, here's the thing that I love the most that I've learned along the journey because I've experienced it in my own life. That when we build this way, we grow. God grows us. You see, every single one of us has a next step to take. And when we take next steps, the impact is significant. Now you may say, well, okay, Pastor Chris, help me understand this. Where is this in the Bible? Well, Paul actually talks about this. Paul talks about this in 2 Corinthians, and the way he ties this in is helping us understand and recognize the significance and power of this in the context of generosity. You see, because when you take next steps, can I tell you what happens? You become more generous. You become more generous. Now, let me just lay the groundwork, because I know when I said generous, here's what some of you did. Check out. He about to talk about money. No. I'm sorry for your previous experience in a church that maybe when generosity was talked about, that's all you heard. Generosity is more than just about money and resources. God designed you with the ability to be generous with your time. And not just serving at a church or, or being generous in your time and the things you do, but generous in your time with your spouse or with your children. He's given you a talent and a gift. And that's why we're passionate about you taking next steps and being developed. Because when you discover how God designed you and you begin to operate in that, Paul says when every part plays its part, the whole is strengthened. It's significant. Yes, money and resources, being generous that way is part of it, but it's only one part of it. So look at what Paul says in 2 Corinthians chapter 9, starting in verse 7. He says, each of you should give what you have decided in your heart to give. Not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. I love what the New King James translation says. It says, you should purpose in your heart. You see, God wants his people to decide what is the decision I'm making in my heart. How have I decided and purposed in my heart? To be generous. And he gives a little context. He's like, hey, here's how you're generous. Not without compulsion. Not without obligation. But how? As a cheerful giver. He goes on, verse 8, and says, And God is able to bless you abundantly, so that in all things, at all times, having all that you need. I'm just going to read that again, because I don't think that's sunk into to everyone. God is able... The thing that you're walking through, he is able to bless you abundantly so that in all things and at all times, having all that you need, you will abound in every good work. You see, when a crisis happens, the church has to be willing to step up. We have to be willing to step up. Sir, when the ice storm hits, we're not just thinking about ourselves. We're thinking about, man, I'm sitting here watching a movie. You know what? I could be making a difference. Someone doesn't have electricity. I'm going to go, and I'm going to find some wood, and I'm going to begin to bless people. That's what begins to happen. You see, you become a conduit. God doesn't bless you just so you're blessed. He blesses you so you can be a blessing. You see, what begins to happen is we remember that giving and generosity is more than just about money. Again, it ties to our time. Our treasure, yes, that's part of it, but also our talent. But there's a couple of perspectives that we have when it comes to generosity, when it comes to giving. The, the first perspective that, that, that you may have is, is really you have no revelation about generosity or giving. 
You're just kind of like, I'm bumping along, living my life. I'll do the best I can, be the best husband or, or wife, be the best mom or dad, not realizing that everything that Jesus talks about when it comes to resources is about stewardship. How are you stewarding when you recognize everything belongs to God and how I steward what he's given me in my time, in my treasure, in my talent. It is as worship unto the Lord. How am I stu- But you don't have a context of that. Sometimes some people's perspective is one of obligation. Like, man, Pastor Chris, he, he just keeps talking about next steps and, and serve team. And he got like a little spiritual gift of persistence. I mean, he don't let up. He just keeps coming and coming and coming. I mean, I'll white flag, fine. I'll serve coffee. I'll hold the doors. Leave me alone. You feel obligated. You don't have to feel obligated about giving and being generous. Or, or maybe you've been in an environment where you were manipulated. When it does have to do with money or resources, this is, this is sometimes where the pain point comes because you've been in an environment where that's what it was. It felt like the old bait and switch. You came in, you're thinking about this and hearing about that, but really it was like, hey, and listen, you're going to hear about money. Did, did, did you know? You know, you're like, well, why don't you preach the Bible? Did you know that Jesus talked a whole lot about money? He talked a lot about money. So we could talk about money as much as Jesus does. You'd be like, man, every week you're talking about money, Pastor Chris. It's not about that, but maybe you were in an environment where you felt manipulated. And so it's, it's hard. And so you go, I don't know if I want that. Or maybe, maybe your perspective on generosity and giving is participation. But not participation like consistent generosity. Like it's like a, a token it's kind of like you just come put your foot in. You're like, man, okay, you know, Pastor Chris, he was he was pretty good this week. You know, I'm gonna give that guy a little twenty when that offering bag goes by. You know, and I give you that to the church. Or, man, okay, you know, he keeps asking. I feel bad. Like he keeps talking about next steps. Maybe no one's doing it. I, I'll just do it. I feel bad for the guy. You know, and no, it becomes a part of you. See, because what begins to happen is this: Jesus is showing us a better way. He's giving us a different picture. The Bible is trying to help us see something. Here's what the Bible's telling us. There is a purpose in your life. There's a purpose that I designed you for. There's something I created you for. And when you operate in that purpose, here's what begins to happen. It impacts your heart. The Bible says where your your treasure is, there your heart will be also. It's the treasure heart principle. So when you're looking at how you are spending your time, your treasure, and your talent, that'll show you where your heart is at. What is in you will come out of you. And what begins to happen is that then results in a cheerful giver. When we recognize there is a purpose tied to my heart and my treasure, the result of that is I end up giving in a cheerful way. Watch what Paul says as he wraps up. Here in verse 9, or I'm sorry, in verse 10 of 2 Corinthians. He says, now he who supplies the seed to the sower and bread for food will also supply and increase your store of seed. And will enlarge the harvest of your righteousness. You will be enriched in every way so that you can be generous on every occasion. And through us, your generosity will result in thanksgiving. How, How foolish would it be? If the farmer ate up all his seed and never planted anything for the next crop, it'd be foolish. How are we investing? How are you seeing what God says about stewardship and about generosity? I love what it says, on every occasion. On. Meaning there are specific moments you have an opportunity to take a next step. To to be generous. It's kind of like every day we celebrate you, but on your birthday, we go a little above and beyond. Some of you, you're extra. You, you got like birthday week, birthday month. You're like, just keep celebrating me. I, I, I love it. Brag on me a little bit, baby. On those moments, it's a special occasion. What Paul is saying is there will come moments where the Holy Spirit starts working on you, and he's saying, I'm asking you to step into a greater level of generosity. In your time, your treasure, and your talent. I'm asking you to take a next step. So you may say, okay, I get it. Well, all right, Pastor Chris, bottom line, what's the point? Well, here's what I want to do. I want us to hear from Pastor Jeff. He's, he's going to finish up this section of Scripture in Corinthians. And he's going to share for us. Because I think there's no better person for us to hear from about what the point is than the person that began Milestone Church 19 years ago. 
And he'd tell you, it's not his vision, it's God's vision. But when a group of people come together for a greater purpose, there's something significant that happens. So we're going to hear from Pastor Jeff, and then we're going to hear some stories about some people whose lives have been impacted. And then we're going to join with our Keller campus as we celebrate with many that are being baptized today. Let's watch this together. I don't know if you've ever had this thought. I grew, I grew up in church, and I remember even after being called to ministry, I remember just asking God, you know, can this work? I, I know some of you are newly saved, and so you're just excited that you're going to heaven, and you're just, you're at a new place, but after you journey a little while, you're gonna have this thought. What's all this about? What are we doing? Are we hitting the target? Are we being effective? What's God really doing? And of course, every bit of it is to give glory to God. But did you know Jesus left us very specific targets? He said, I came to seek and save that which is lost. He said, go into all the world and make disciples. The leading picture of the Bible is a spiritual family, not just a mob of people listening to one guy speak, but a family that produces sons and daughters. I show you these stories because for me, it's not just about what God's doing among us, but I love to see it because it's a living demonstration of the target. The target has always been one group of people pouring into another group of people, and more than that, not just one generation of people, but a generation of people that pour into the next generation, and they actually carry the vision Jesus gave in that generation. And we're seeing that happen in our midst. But what's it really all about? Paul makes it clear. He says this, this service that you perform, he's talking about their offering that they're about to give. It's not only supplying the needs of the Lord's people, but it's also overflowing in many expression of thanks to God. Because of the service by which you have proved yourselves, others will praise God. He said, what is the bottom line to all this? What, are, what is really the goal? People we've never met before, people we don't know, others outside of us will praise God. And I love this, for the obedience that accompanies your confession of the gospel of Jesus Christ. I hear people sometimes say, it's just about the gospel preacher. Well, he says here, if it's really about the gospel, there better be obedience tied to the confession of the gospel so that we can see the gospel actually demonstrated in the lives of people. He says, it accompanies your confession of the gospel and your generosity in sharing with them and everyone else is what he says. Well, we're gonna get to see a living demonstration. I'm gonna ask you to bow your heads with me and then we're gonna look at a few testimonies. I've said this a few times in the last few months. I've seen so many radical salvations and I want us to just ask God that he would continue to show up in the lives and in the relationships with people around us, people in our own families, maybe you yourself right there saying, Lord, I, I, want, I want you to come into my life. Wherever we're at, we're all in that place where we wanna see Jesus show up in our circumstance and situation. And so Lord, we give you honor, we give you praise, we give you glory for what you're doing in the midst of our world today. We thank you that, Lord, you're still moving. You're still moving toward that one that's away from you, Lord. You're still moving toward the lives of people, Lord. We ask you that you would continue to work in us. Lord, we wanna know your purposes. We wanna be focused on your purposes. We want our hearts to be in tune with you so that, Lord, we can be cheerful in our giving towards your kingdom. Lord, I ask you that you would continue to move in the lives of people. And Lord, we celebrate with all these that are about to be baptized in Jesus' name, amen. in Milestone and she gave her life to Jesus. I started attending WeStore and that's where I learned more about Jesus. He started to change me. I confessed with my mouth and I believe in my heart. Jesus came into my heart and forgave for my sins. 
and I got baptized in August. Now I have peace in my heart and I'm so thankful to know about Jesus. My name is Tessie and I work for Keller School District as well as serve back in our milestone kids area in our discovery room which is for our special needs kiddos i have had the absolute honor and privilege to be a part of three of our kids baptisms and it has been such a joy to watch them take the next steps with jesus and accept jesus in their hearts god has shown us that there is never a reach that is too far for him my husband of 12 years grew up without church in his life and made the choice to give his life to Christ. My husband got baptized with my daughter in uh, May of 2020 and six months later, because of my husband's act of faith, I recommitted my life to Christ. We started a small group. We got active in the church. What God is doing in our lives has been life-changing. I remember when I decided to give my life to Christ. It was in uh, the Milestone Kids Prepare, and I was in service. And one of the songs, I was just like, okay, God is not just a person in my life. He is my Lord and Savior. So I decided that I wanted to get baptized with my family, and here I am. I'm doing it with my mom. Happy and amazing. My name is Bill. Super excited to be getting baptized this weekend in front of my wife, family, and friends. I've had a one foot in, one foot out kind of a relationship with Christ for many years now. Came to Milestone a while back and just felt something different. Just recognized that I was wanting to come to church. I was excited to hear the message. I was excited to share the message with friends and family. And uh, I decided it was time. It was no more living on the fence. I gave my life to Christ. And since then, things have just been different with me, with my wife, with my family, just in all aspects of my life. And uh, I'm a little nervous about this next step, but really excited to see what God has for me. My name is David Rezende. I've been attending Milestone for the last three years. Uh, my family and I, uh, we came in through 101, 201, 301, and started very quickly making a lot of friends and connections, truly experiencing what we call spiritual family. Some lifelong friends uh, that have been with us through so many different steps. Baptism, I couldn't be more excited for it. Uh, it hasn't been an, an easy journey, uh, but one that I'm tremendously proud of. And very recently, God has been really nudging me uh, on my pride and, and saying, instead of asking, why should you, should you ask, why shouldn't you uh, show in front of all your friends and family and church, and most important, in front of my, my boys, uh, getting on that tank and getting baptized and proclaiming from the rooftops that Jesus is my Lord and Savior. So I couldn't be more excited of doing that this weekend with my two oldest sons, uh, Noah and Gavin. I'm tremendously proud of the example that is gonna set on my household, uh, that me, the father, the, the dad, uh, the husband follows God with all of my heart. Come on, church, let's put our hands together. Celebrate. I'm here with Davi, Gavin, Noah here. So proud Davi, he's a friend of mine. We're in men's group together. You're gonna see a couple of men here that been following Jesus, but were nervous to take this step. Whether it's your pride or whatever it was, but today you're saying, hey, I'm doing it. I'm gonna model for my boys, also for my church family. That's what we're doing, we're doing it publicly. Our decision to follow Jesus is a private, personal decision. But then he tells us to go get baptized, to show others externally what I've done internally in you and to do it in front of your church family so that you guys can celebrate with us as well. So Davi, are you fully committed to following Jesus for Absolutely. the rest of your life? Absolutely. Awesome, brother. My brother in Christ, I baptize you in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Come on. All right, let's cheer on these boys. Mr. Noah. Are you fully committed to following Jesus for the rest of your life? Yes. Okay. My brother in Christ, I baptize you in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Come on. All right, Gavin. Are you fully committed to following Jesus for the rest of your life? Yes. Okay. All right, my brother in Christ, I baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Proud of you guys. Awesome, Dougie. All right, it's my friend Bill here. 
Come on, his son Liam. So I'm so proud of Bill. You saw him on the video there. Hesitant to take this step, and he actually talked to me, saying, hey, can we do it privately, a baptism at my house? He was telling Liam, and Liam called him out. He said, Dad, no, no, it's supposed to do in front of the church. So thanks for helping me out there. But Bill, so proud of you, man. Just really what God's done in your life, what I've gotten to witness. Are you fully committed to following Jesus for the rest of your life? Yes, I am. Okay. Bill, I baptize you, my brother in Christ, in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Come on, Liam. Proud of you, man. Are you committed to following Jesus Christ for the rest of your life? Yes, sir. Okay. My brother in Christ, I baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Come on, Chris. Chris is coming. Here's his daughter. Come on down here. Miss Kinley. Chris, the same thing. His daughter is ready to get baptized, and he'd realized he had not made that step. He was a little nervous, and he told me he was nervous. And I said, I'm nervous too to do it. But Chris, a powerful story of his wife got saved, and privately he started studying the Bible, seeking a mentor, and then gave his life to Christ. And then this was some time back, but for your wife's birthday, you wrote her note, letting her know that you've given your life to Christ. That's a pretty special birthday present, way to lead in your family as well. Also leading our community, firefighter, Chris, my brother in Christ, are you fully committed to following Jesus for the rest of your life? I am. Okay. Then I baptize you in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Come on, Miss Kinley. Are you fully committed to following Jesus for the rest of your life? Okay. My sister, I baptize you in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. There you go. Awesome. Proud of you guys. All right, Jacqueline. Tell me, are you fully committed to following Jesus Christ for the rest of your life? Okay. It's my privilege to baptize you, my sister, in the name of the Father. Hold your nose. In the name of the Father and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Proud of you. Mom Peyton, proud of you. Are you fully committed to following Jesus for the rest of your life? Okay. My sister in Christ, it's my privilege to baptize you in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Awesome. Proud of you. Couple of friends here, Reagan and Kenna. All right, Reagan, you going first? Yes. Okay. Are you fully committed to following Jesus for the rest of your life? Yes. Okay. My sister, it's my honor to baptize you in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. All right, Kenna. I'm gonna ask you, are you fully committed to following Jesus for the rest of your life? Yes. Okay. And I baptize you, my sister, in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Awesome, girls. <laughs> All right. Uh, Miss Samantha, hey, Evan, we saw you guys on the video. Awesome. So proud of y'all. Excited for you to baptize you today. What an awesome story of what God's done in your life. Kind of watching your husband go first. And then uh, you, were, you saw the God working in his life, and then you kind of followed God doing the same work in your life. It's been an awesome couple of years for you guys. I saw 12 years of marriage, but the last 10, or the last two with God have been a lot better than the first 10. And he's got a lot more for you, a great future for you and for your son as well. So Samantha, let me ask you this. Are you fully committed to following Jesus for the rest of your life? Yes, sir. Okay. My sister, it's my privilege to baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. All right, Mr. Evan, you got great parents and great examples going before you, but are you ready to follow Jesus for the rest of your life? Yes. Okay, I know you are. I baptize you, my brother, in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Awesome. We got one more coming here. My friend Kira's coming. Here, Carol, I'll help you. Yeah, it's Warren. 
All right, and Kira's dad's gonna be right there with us as well. Kira was impacted at Vacation Bible School. My daughter actually got to be one of her group leaders, and but she, God was working on her life in an online service actually, where she talked to her parents and shared with her the decision she made watching online to follow Jesus. So Kira, do you love Jesus? Yes. Does he live inside your heart? Okay, then it's my privilege, my sister, hold your nose, my sister in Christ, to baptize you in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Good job, sweetie. Will you stand with me, church? Let's pray together. Lord Jesus, we celebrate your transformation, your life change. When you come into a life and how you impact that person and entire families and generations, God, we give you the glory in this moment. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Come on, can we celebrate with them one more time? That's the target. I love baptisms. And every time I see that, see, so when you, when you saw that 720 number, it's just a number. Till, till you get to hear Bill's story, David's story. And you recognize and see what God is doing all across DFW. Today we're celebrating with Keller and Hazlitt as they're having baptisms. But on December 5th, they'll be celebrating with us. Because what God has called us to do, he's called us to do together. To reach people and build lives. And that's what we're a part of. What's your next step? Maybe you don't know Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior and it's accepting Christ. Maybe it's, maybe it's making a public declaration in, in, in front of others and, and being baptized. Maybe you're a little like Bill. Can we do it at my house, in my pool, by myself? You know, I don't know. Maybe you're challenged and inspired by your kids because they're being impacted in Milestone Kids. Maybe it's becoming a part of a serve team or maybe it's simply going to one-on-one or two-on-one. Here's what I know, that for every single one of us, myself included, we all have a next step. And when we take that next step, what we're seeing God do all across DFW. And yes, we can look, and if you've been at our Keller campus and you've been at 201 Mount Gilead and you see what's happening and you can think well yeah so much I I haven't seen 720 people baptized here in McKinney no you haven't but can I tell you what you're seeing what you're seeing is what happens when a group of people simply commit to taking a next step so what could happen in McKinney what could happen in Hazlitt what could happen year after year after year when a group of people say I'm just going to take my next step I'm going to invite my neighbor. I'm going to reach out to my, my, my co-worker who doesn't know Jesus. I'm going to share the love of God. I'm going, to, I'm going to invite my family member that I've been believing for. What can happen year after year after year? Because we as a group of people commit to what it looks like to reach people and build lives.